Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Mel Mason. Back together. Back together. We missed you yesterday, but Emma did a great job filling in. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I was pulled into the Australian justice system and then they were like, no, get out of here. We don't want you. <laughs> Jury duty, how cute. I almost tried to use the line from Sex and the City. Like, I, you know, I work for myself and no one can cover for me, yes. but I don't know if they would have, like, quite got the, the reference. They'd be yep. like, okay. <laughs> Just like Carrie, they told me that my job was not important enough to get out of it, but here I am, rejected from jury duty. Fun times. Which is important because we have some very important news to discuss today, and that is the cheating allegations around Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. We're going to go through those because a lot has happened over the last couple of days that we're going to catch you up on, but we also think it says something, unfortunately, about how Kylie Jenner is being talked about online now, and we're going to get into the fall of Kylie Jenner across Instagram. So that's coming up, but first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Well, kicking things off today, Channel 7 held their annual Upfronts events last night that I went to once I got out of jury duty. So we keep saying Upfronts on the pod. So if anyone who's not across, it's where a lot of businesses, but mostly media companies and especially TV networks and streaming services hold a big event where they say, hey, here's all the cool, amazing things that are coming up. And then you get to go to a party where celebrities from the network kind of have to talk to you because they're at work and they usually have like themed drinks for the different Do shows. You chase Home and Away stars around the room? I mean, if I saw Al Stewart, I'd lose Just my like mind. Just like I him. didn't see him. <laughs> I saw Sam Armitage in a few other call and Manu's always there. Oh, Low-grade celebrities over high-grade celebrities 100% people that you grew up with. Yep. Like, I've interviewed, like, massive Oscar winner mega stars, and that's fine. But Irene from Home and Away came into my mirror office once and I ran away I'd from die. her. I'd <laughs> die. I would melt into the ground, yes. So I this sounds really exciting for me. Yes, so I'm not going to go through the whole slate because there's heaps of stuff, but just a few things I thought you guys might be interested in. So um, Channel 7 announced that they'll be airing Kath and Kim, our effluent life, across two nights later this year, and we saw the first teaser trailer for it. Oh, my God. Basically, Kath and Kim are very rich this time around. Oh. So it's like they've become Australia's oh, Kardashians. Like Bogan rich. But very Bogan rich oh. Kardashians. So we saw the whole gang back on screen together for a scene, which was amazing. So there was Gina Riley, Jane Turner, Magda Skabansky, Glenn Robbins, and Peter Rossborn, who were all reprising their iconic roles in the series. And that was very interesting to see. They did the whole look at me thing, but it didn't feel tired. It felt very fresh and new oh, the way yay. they were doing it. So that was really exciting. Look at me, Kim. Look at me, Kim. Look at me. I'm looking. 
We also got the first look at the upcoming drama, The Claremont Murders, which has already completed filming in Perth, and it centres around the investigation of the disappearance of Sarah Spears, Jane Rimmer and Sierra Glennon from Claremont in the late 1990s. It's a huge drama series that they're centering on one of Western Australia's most notorious crimes. It looks completely chilling from the footage they showed last night, and it also is bringing together Eric Thompson, so Packed to the Rafters, and Kate Ritchie from Home and Away has obviously been on radio and doing reality TV the last few years. It looks like she's back in a very gritty drama mm-hmm. acting role, so that was really interesting to see. Also, there's going to be a new sketch comedy series titled We Interrupt This Broadcast, which is starring Christy Whelan-Brown alongside a lot of established and emerging comedians, a lot of women. So that is amazing to see because that's something that has been very much lacking from our screens. So a few updates from Channel 7. Well, Laura, I've Googled how to pronounce it. It is Adidas, not Adidas. Just for it everyone is. to know, it's Adidas. Yes, because it's a German company, not oh, American. Oh, okay, okay. This was our whole debate this morning because I listen to so many American podcasts and they all say Adidas. Yes. And they actually laugh at Australians saying Adidas, like we're the fools. There's actually an article that says Americans, you need to stop saying Adidas wrong. So it's because it's a combination of two words. Anyway, this is all that's all boring. The point being, it's Adidas. <laughs> and yes, we are talking about Kanye West again, because Adidas has confirmed that they will be cutting ties with the star after his recent anti-Semitic remarks. So they posted a statement yesterday saying Adidas does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. Ye's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful and dangerous, and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect and fairness. And they go on to say, after a thorough review, the company has taken the decision to terminate the partnership with Ye immediately and production of Yeezy branded products and stop all payments to Ye and his companies. Adidas will stop the Adidas Yeezy business with immediate effect. So this is huge news, like big, big news, because they also add that they are the sole owner of all design rights to existing products as well as previous and new colorways under the partnership. So for anyone that was worried that they wouldn't be able to buy Yeezys, you can still buy them, but they're not going to be called Yeezys anymore. Yes. They'll be Adidas branded because they already owned all those designs and there won't be anything new coming from Kanye himself or any of his businesses. For him, this move toppled him from the Forbes billionaire list. He approximately pocketed around 220 million euro, which I Googled and is like 350 million Australian. Also, do you love that all this business talk coming from me? Yeah, there's more you coming, look guys. So smart right there's now. a lot coming. He's now worth $400 million down from $2 billion. So he's still doing fine. He's fine, yeah. But also that's a big drop. Like that's very significant. But it's actually a massive blow for Adidas. Huge. Yeezy generated $2 billion, which is a bit of a $3 billion Aussie, in annual sales for them, making up around 10% of their total revenue. Forbes has predicted the overall losses over the next two years will be close to $645 million, which is about a billion Australian, based on revenue forecasts. Their shares fell 5.6% right after the announcement, which sounds small, but is quite big in the mm. share market. Not that I know much about the share market. I sound like I'm We're like a business podcast now. Business guy off the ABC. It's me. That's me. The, the, the fun one that does like <laughs> yeah. the Dow Jones. Anyway, and their profit projections dropped from 7% to 4%. So look, all small numbers, big money for Adidas and also a really risky move because Kanye still has a huge legion of fans who would have still been running to stores to buy the new Yeezy stuff. So for them to say, we're not working with him anymore, you can still buy the existing designs, but they're no longer affiliated with him. They will lose 
obviously they're going to lose revenue, but they'll lose loyal fans as well. So I think it was really interesting to me because when this news came out, there was a lot of commentary of people saying, oh, like Adidas, way to do the bare minimum, like because they sort of were umming and ahhing and holding off from cancelling the partnership for like quite a few weeks there. But like you can kind of see why. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I wanted to examine because Obviously, when his remarks first came out, he kept doubling down on it. And we saw like some partnerships cut ties with him. We saw Instagram and Twitter pull him off their platforms. And there was this huge call for Adidas to they're being too lazy. They obviously don't care about Jewish people, that they're standing by him. And, you know, I'm saying this is a non-Jewish person living in Australia, even though I've seen all the people who are like rallying hate speech in his name and how dangerous it is. And like, I understand that it's not, it's not about a celebrity making a comment. It's about inciting hate and danger in a place where a lot of people are very unsafe because of being Jewish. So I understand all that. But I think why the Adidas thing is so interesting is that it was such a long-term severing of a partnership. Like, I think it's different for magazines and some other media companies who sometimes work with him to say, we are now distancing ourselves from him. We don't condone this. And also these things take time. You can't just sever a huge agreement like that and change the profits of your company. Again, I'm not Mm -hmm. a business person, but you can't literally change the face of your business overnight. It's not like he was a face of a shoe. They could just take his branding down. It was a whole deal that needed to be unraveled. So I feel like this speaks a lot more than just some companies saying like, we won't work with him again, even though that's important as well. And I see a lot of people online saying like, you know, they did the bare minimum or they were too late. But I think sometimes real change just takes a moment longer and takes a beat. And also I feel like there's a bit of backlash now to saying that people, you know, like us in the media or other people who are chronicling what's happening are celebrating the downfall of Kanye. But I don't, I don't think that that's what people are doing. They're not celebrating his downfall because no one's really enjoying this. It's no, not fun to watch. It's, awful. it's more so that they're celebrating the fact that this hate against Jewish people and this hate language has been taken seriously yes. and there's like real change being enacted. So I think this is kind of, I mean, there's lists going around about everything that he's lost over the last couple of weeks. And I think this is probably the biggest one. So like maybe this might be the catalyst now for a bit of real change. Well, I think, yeah, no one is enjoying Kanye's trajectory here and no one is enjoying him losing these opportunities. I think it's just that he was really standing on a platform saying, you can't touch me. You can't touch this Adidas partnership, which gave him power and power to all these people who are joining in on this hate speech and like really getting behind that. It was really important for Adidas to cut this partnership to show, no, you can't just say whatever you want. You can't incite hate and get away with it. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. I'm sure everyone has seen all the headlines around Travis Scott allegedly cheating on Mm. Kylie Jenner. There's been a lot of talk around it, so we're just going to break that down before we get into how it's affected Kylie Jenner because that is kind of the interesting part of the conversation. So it was reported a couple of days ago now, Us Weekly was the first report I saw, that model Rojan Carr, who Travis has been linked to in the past, had claimed that she was on the set of one of Travis's music videos and she posted an Insta video talking about Kylie saying, cheats on that bitch every single fucking night and 
basically said the whole town knows it, everyone is aware of it, and she also claimed that she and Travis spent Valentine's Day together. Travis then came back on his Insta story saying it's a lot of weird shit going on. An uninvited person was sneaking photos on what was supposed to be a closed set while I was directing a video. I'm saying this for the last time. I don't know this person. I've never been with this person. So please stop with the continuous cyber games and the fictional storytelling. This is interesting because Travis previously denied cheating on Kylie back in 2019, writing on Instagram that it was a false story, that he's only focusing on life and music. And those comments came after he and Kylie, like they had confirmed they were broken up and they were still parenting Stormy together. So they have two kids now, Stormy and the baby formerly known as Wolf. Don't know his real name. <laughs> the baby formerly known as Wolf. I know. I'm just like, if you guys want this to go away, release that baby's name. No one's going to care Everyone about the cheating forget. stuff. They're obviously holding that trump card for a really big no i want it baby formerly known as wolf on its birth certificate thank (laughs) you very much anyway that all happened rosian car was like one of the persons linked in travis and kylie's initial split and back then she came out and said none of these rumors are true it's just the internet creating a false narrative so that is a very small little minuscule part of what's happening otherwise we'd be here for two hours reading out everyone's instagram statements and what has happened but basically rosian's claims about cheating were spread across the internet like wildfire and on TikTok. Other people were jumping in saying that they knew it was true. Other people were defending him. People were going back through Instagram accounts trying to match up the photos mm. of where they was. It was very similar to like Jordan Woods and Tristan Thompson. Yes. A little bit obviously didn't take off in the same way, but of people going back and forth. It's also been put out there, again, I'm not going to get into all this because it's just such a big story, that Kylie and Rogin have been putting out Instagram posts about each, like shading each other through oh, captions like sub, and images. Subtext stuff. Yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff. So that's all really blowing up. And there's even like a photo that came from Rogine saying, tell her to be me for Halloween since she wants you to love her so bad to Kylie Jenner. And then Kylie Jenner's wearing a picture where it looks like she's wearing Travis Scott's boxer shorts or underwear as like a claiming thing. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Obviously it's 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 not, you know, it's like people's lives and there's kids involved. So it's not fun gossip, but that's all been happening. And I think something that sums up is that there's one tweet that's gone viral about the situation saying, so Kylie's been going through the same shit as Chloe. Only difference is they made Chloe's business public. So kind of alluding right. to the fact that one's being used as a storyline for the Kardashians and one's being put to the side. Yes. I mean, this is the thing with Kylie, right, is that I feel like ever since she had Stormy, even when she got pregnant with Stormy, I've seen her step back from the spotlight and really, I'm project. I'm not projecting, but I'm like, you know, putting yeah. my own ideas onto Kylie. I don't know her, obviously. But like, I get the vibe that she doesn't want to be front and center in all the Kardashian gossip in the like PR wheel, the Kris Jenner wheel. She really steps back. Like she's both times like been very private about her pregnancies, still is probably, I would say, the most private about her children in terms of social media, in terms of, you know, the show. I get the feeling that she spiked up with her, like, lip kits and the, like, look, these are my natural lips. No, psych, I actually got yeah. lip filler. And, like, the hair. Remember the hair? Oh, my the gosh. The blue hair at the I wedding. Just, yeah. All of the different hair colours she used to do and then we all wanted to bleach our hair and then we found out they were wigs. Like, wild. <laughs> anyway, I feel like that was her a peak, but she was very, very young. And I wondered how much of that was spearheaded by Chris being like, there's money to be made here. And maybe she was keen on it because she was young. And now that she's like got a family and she's, you know, kind of moved into a different stage of her life, she doesn't want to be 
doing what I, I feel like Kim and Chloe and even now Courtney are really much more front facing as Kardashian family members and they're really like out there drumming up these storylines and Kylie always almost seems like she doesn't want to be part of it. Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder how much of it is fueled by her and how much of it is just the way she's now presented to the media and the world is causing her. And when I said earlier the fall of Kylie Jenner, I'm obviously not talking about her as a person. She's still like wildly famous and successful, more just in the public perception of her. Because you're right, there was a time there where her style was iconic and Mm. she wasn't just the most famous among the Kardashians. She was up in the very top echelons of pop culture and celebrity. Absolutely. That Tumblr that she had that people were crazy about, Mm -hmm. her style and her looks were all over magazines and like people wanting to copy her. She was the most followed person on Instagram for a long time. She was also the first one from the Kardashian-Jenner family to really utilize social media and Instagram in that way that built up a whole new following of fans, people who weren't super across the Kardashians TV show. But there were even episodes on the old Kardashians going Mm. back into the vault where Kim would be like talking about how Kylie was the most stylish and famous in the family and how she was getting her to approve her looks. And even Kanye back in the day, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. would like come over and ask Kylie's opinion because he's like she is the style runner of the world yeah. kind of thing. So that all happened. She was, you know, became a billionaire with her lip kits and everyone loved her. And then it was like, I don't know if it was with the Travis situation, but I think also, like you said, she went out of the spotlight for so long having a surprise baby and there was so much negative commentary about her having a baby so young. And now when you see her, you don't see that cool, maybe on TikTok now because I feel like she's moved over to that platform Mm. and she's using that in the way she used to use Instagram, whereas now she just uses Instagram very much as a marketing tool for her business. But I do wonder if maybe like there's some switch now where she's not seen as this cool renegade of the family who's going to be the breakaway most successful. She's seen as someone who is in a relationship with a guy that does seem to cheat on her or doesn't seem to want to be with her. There was that whole thing with the W magazine cover, I think it was, where they talked about being broken up or being in an open relationship Mm. and then they stopped the magazines from being delivered and then they leaked and it's been like a a whole – and there's the whole rumour that Travis doesn't care about her at all. He's just had kids with her but – Obviously, we don't know what's happening, but it's like she's become this paragon of cool. Like she went from that and she's now become this sort of silent woman who's attached herself to a man who doesn't care about her and is like just all you see is like anxious. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be here. But then you could say the same like Chloe, like Tristan is worse, in my opinion, to Travis. From what we've seen. From what we've heard, you know, Tristan seems like trash. No one wants Chloe with Tristan, but I feel like Chloe still is very much like making headlines and like still very much like a Kardashian member that people really, really care about. I really do feel like this is coming from Kylie. I get the vibe that she's an old soul and, you know, she sort of had that spike and then came into herself as an adult and then was like, I'm not like particularly party girl. Like I kind of just want to be at home. Like just very much like gives old soul energy to me. And I think maybe that's what people aren't connecting with because you've got Kim who's just constantly reinventing herself and she's like, who am I now? Now I'm like a space cowboy. Now I'm like hanging out with Pete Davidson. Now I've got blonde hair. Now I've got brown hair. But Kylie's just kind of been consistently like not really in the headlines, not really going out heaps, not really doing much of note for gossip for like quite a few years now. Yeah, and when she does interviews, there's a blank in the snare where she just feels like she doesn't want to be there, like that edgy kind of girl that people saw, I guess, maybe has been so burnt by being in the public eye from such a young age. I don't know. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, but it continues to blow my mind as much as the Kardashian-Jenners are seen as this, like, empowered women run their own businesses, they're the famous ones, how I think the lens of who they're romantically linked to really changes public perception. Mm. And I think we're seeing that now with Kylie because we saw it with Kim, you know, when Kylie 
Tanya was first very obsessed with her and said she was amazing. People liked her more and I think she even got a spike with Pete once the Kanye thing. It's kind mm. of like it ebbs and flows with her relationship. Courtney was always seen as like not as prominent because of the whole Scott Disick thing because he treated her like trash. But when she and Travis Barker got together yeah. and they had their sexy public love, everyone was like, Courtney's cool, she's amazing. And now the same thing with Chloe that people are looking at her through the lens of Tristan Thompson mm. and a lot of the time I feel like it makes her stock go down and I think that's happened a bit with Kylie with people perceiving Travis as her attaching herself to this man that doesn't care about her even though everyone's forgotten her. about Astro World whereas that should still be front of the conversation but we'll link a explainer that we posted on Mamma Mia with the full breakdown of the allegations between Travis and Kylie if you want to kind of get more into that but yeah a bit of a messy situation. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll be back tomorrow, but in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can DM us on Instagram, The Spill Podcast, or email thespill at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.